0: If last week's IPL table was a traffic jam in Mumbai, then this week we see a few routes opening up to Ahmedabad and Chennai. I have two people with me, not in helicopters but in studio, who are going to survey the logjam to spot trends and open lanes. Welcome to another episode of ESPN for Stamp Mike, I am kaustav Joining me are Vishal Deekshit, Assistant Editor at ESPN for and commentator, former cricketer and NBA fan, Ian Bishop. Yes,
1: that's me. That's me, spot on. Love the (laughs) NBA part.
0: Before we begin, I just uh, wanted to ask you are you a LeBron fan or are you a Lakers fan?
1: LeBron fan, definitely LeBron fan because um, when I was growing up, my older brother, who was the real basketball guy at the time, he loved Lakers. He loved Magic Johnson and Kareem. And because of that, I hated the Lakers. And it's only because LeBron went there that I fell in love with the Lakers. So I was never a Lakers fan.
0: So I'm going to get more into the NBA towards the end of our talk today. Like we discussed last week, we had discussed with Tom Moody that uh, we had no idea who to pick uh, in the mid-table logjam over what's coming out. And the candidate that I least expected that we'd be talking about negatively would be Rajasthan. At the start of the season, Rajasthan were favourites. They were finalists last year. If you had asked me at the halfway stage, then I would still say Sanju Samson's side would comfortably make it to the playoffs. Now the wheels have fallen off, the alarms are ringing, water has entered the engine room, so as to speak. Uh, how do
1: you make sense of what's happened to the team so far? I, I can't make sense. It's something that I mentioned yesterday in the sense that for much of the first half of the season, they were at the top of the table. The the, the makeup of their team would have suggested they had so many bases covered. Not a perfect team, but so many bases covered. Uh, the injury to Obed McCoy, I think, was a critical injury mm-hmm. looking back at it. Because one area I feel that Rajasthan lacked was that real specialist death bowling option and that has come to be a little fruit yes we know sandeep is okay uh jason holder is okay and the losses have been dramatic losses they haven't just been losses you get bowled out for 118 200 gets chased and you you lose a game with a six of the last ball that you're supposed to win so i think it's a mixture of things
2: it's hard to disagree with bish and i'm not going to try also no, you, you should <laughs> and uh Even their team approach, apart from one or two injuries Mm -hmm. as compared to the other teams who have been Mm -hmm. suffering a lot more, they have that uh, high-risk strategy, which is often seen in successful teams in T20s. They go hard in the power play, irrespective of match situations, which may have contributed, one of the many reasons, to their 59 all-out also, but it's a strategy which works more often than not. They have uh, really good spinners, they have uh, batting depth, which has worked towards which was supposed to work even better towards the end of the league stage. It has started to work uh, in the middle of the league stage, but somehow the team has just fallen off the radar. And one of the reasons, like you said, I think, not the reasons, but somehow looking from the outside, the turnaround, when you look at the scorecards and the win-loss trend, it looks like it came after that no-ball, that Sandeep bowled. Obviously, he's not responsible for mm-hmm. it, but just looking from the outside. And it's very strange because just a week or two before that he had bowled that wonderful over to none other than MS Dhoni in Chennai and won them that match and this was also a very similar ending because towards the end of that 20th over he again almost nailed those full tosses, won them the match but (laughs) overstepped.
1: There are so many contributing factors and I'm learning as well. Um, I never sit here and feel that I know everything so I'm listening closely to Vishal and I'm, I'm trying to learn. The only thing that I would Look at from a different perspective. Not saying that that's wrong. It's the no ball just came out a couple of matches ago, and after that, they had this wonderful performance where the fielding was good. Jaiswal was brilliant with that that ninety eight. Um, the bowling was excellent. So they went from here to up there. And when I thought, having seen who, who was that performance against um, yeah, KKR, K-KR. K-KR. Yeah. either Samson or Sanga has had a word after that. <laughs> dysfunctional performance and he's really giving them a kick up the you-know-what and we'll see them go level from here and then they went against RCB and they went down the other side. I find that hard to explain to go from here to mountain top and then back down to the foot of the mountain again. That That's unexplainable.
0: Your point to injay is, right, the, the reason I don't buy that completely is because every team has gone yes. through that, right? Uh, Gujarat don't have Kane, uh, Mumbai don't have Jofra and uh, Bumrah and has M- an Mumbai history. and CSK,
1: for example, have been hit significantly Yeah,
0: Every team has an injury yeah. story, right? Rajasthan can't really say that injuries are the reason why they're the way they are But it's been very bittersweet I, I love watching them play and I also I look at the TV and I'm wondering what I'm watching <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: it's, uh, Maybe that's why Sanju Samson also said after that game that he didn't have a reason uh, or the answer to why they were 59 all out and uh, which kind of goes with your reasoning as well, Bish, that they had reached that mountain peak and then suddenly fallen, not just fallen down, but fallen so, down so far. hard. It's inexplicable even for the team and those who are watching from the outside.
1: Because what we would have said after that game against KKR is, ah, you know the word they use? Momentum. We get some momentum. I hate that word, <laughs> by the way. hate it. Most stupid word in cricket. Um, and we we'd usually have said, ah, the momentum is with them now. They'll, they'll pull off a few more wins. Uh, the going hard, you'll lose some, you will. England, for example, who have been the poster boys for this going hard in white ball cricket. Owen Morgan will tell you that while they were trying to attune themselves to this brand of cricket, that they weren't gonna lose some, and lose some big. And we saw it in the Caribbean, they were bowled out for like 50 something in St. Lucia one time. But if you win more than you lose, um, then that's fine. So I'm prepared to accept losing if you're going hard, but. Butler got a ball that he should have hit in that last game, Jaiswell given the license to play like that, but there were dismissals, three dismissals that followed that with Joe Root to Samson, etc., that I thought were giveaways. Credit to the bowlers, but giveaways. So, it's an inexplicable season until the post-mortem comes, if they don't get to the playoffs.
0: Speaking to your point about Morgan, right, mm-hmm. uh, given that he has seen this in the Caribbean and mm-hmm. like you have seen this in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? Is there an argument to be made where this won't work in the IPL, given that uh, it's just 14 league games? Mm-hmm. Like when Morgan is reconstructing a side, mm-hmm. he's got two and a half, three years of a window. Like mm-hmm. he has two World Cup windows to figure this out, mm-hmm. whereas this hit hard approach will not work entirely in the IPL, given you only have 14 games to leave your mark.
1: Well, what, what, what I would ask you and what I would ask Vishal is is what works, what alternative works. Because if we look around, to me, Mumbai and Chennai are the two greatest stories so far in this IPL. This is to me, right? When you look at the injuries to the bowling group and the young bowling group that CSK have, I did not see them being that far up the table. I know their batting group is experienced. Mumbai lost Bumrah, lost Jofra. Those were the foundation stones of their bowling effort. And their batting lineup, barring a couple, is so young and inexperienced in IPL cricket, and yet still they've managed to find a way to be up there by doing what—by going hard, by batting hard with a couple of fillers in the middle. I think that's where T20 cricket is going. Obviously, you're going to have your days like a Lucknow pitch, where you're going to have, and a Chennai game last night, where you're going to have to work your way around. But I think the general philosophy is you have to make every ball count. So I don't blame teams if they get blown out going hard. Obviously, you want to be sensible. The teams that have tried to play situations, and you hear, guys, let's play the situation. They're not doing any much better than the others.
0: Yesterday, I think you had mentioned that this is the same situation that happened in the Phoenix Suns, right? They had two yeah. amazing seasons, yeah. and then they got booted out. The manager got booted out. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so we're back to NBA.
0: <laughs> no, so the it was an analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the the, the analogy is, uh, if this is a project, right, over yeah. two three years, yeah, would you ask fans to be patient? Would you ask your owners to give? For more time, uh, given philosophies don't change overnight. How does Rajasthan manage expectations from here? Then they're still within contention. Nobody's dismissing yeah, 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 yeah. is he a, is he a Rajasthan fan?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sense some passion coming out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here.
0: it's the one team I liked watching. Okay. Alright. Right.
1: Right. So the yeah. Rabbits is out of the hat now. Yeah.
0: So, Before we started recording, he
2: told me we'll talk about a few teams, a right, few players. Right. But this discussion is not ending yeah. about Rajasthan. Very Rajasthan
1: <laughs> centric.
0: Like how how would you how would you go about with that at the very least?
2: I personally would say like we started the discussion also, that there are no glaring weaknesses in the team, mm-hmm. which they showed in, their, in most of their matches, in fact. They were winning comprehensively, and the, the, the approach also we spoke about, it has been uh, really good, the, the T20 approach. So I don't think they themselves will be thinking that we need to change the management or the captain or any such thing. And of course, right now, they are still very much in the playoffs contention. And also, the auction, the big auction is still a couple of years away. So I wouldn't want to make any dramatic decision unless you finish right at the bottom and you've won only four out of your 14 games. Then, unless that is the case, I wouldn't want to make any dramatic decisions.
1: Yeah, my analogy was with a certain team. It was the Phoenix Suns who, in the last four years, their coach got coach of the year twice. They got to the finals, but lost. And then they got—they didn't get to pass the semifinal of the conference this year. And a new owner came in and said, okay, Monty, you're gone. It's a cut for a business. Even in, in soccer, you can win a championship, and two years later as a coach or players, you're gone. So I'm putting that hat on right now, and, and it's big business. IPL teams are no joke, and we see it spreading globally, so success is very important. So they got to the final last year. That means they, they know what it is and it takes to get there. I think sometimes they got a little bit funky with some of the strategies this year, but I don't see too much wrong with this team still. I really don't. And Obed McCoy will be a big fillet for them as a death bowler because Trent Bolt is not that guy at the end of the innings. Um, Chahal has had to fill in a gap. He's filled it in well in that death bowling. So if they can streamline, Butler lost form at the back half of the season. So if they can streamline, get Drew Jarrell some more experience, because I think he's a player in the making, find out where DDP's best batting position is, or maybe might have to look outside to find out who can fill that gap. I, I think there's some championship DNA there that they can they can grow. I really do. I don't think they need too many dramatic changes.
0: So at the polar opposite end of Rajasthan is Mumbai. If Rajasthan started well and are now teetering at wondering whether they're going to reach the playoffs, it's Mumbai who started, they did not start well. And now they are not only within playoff contention but they are maybe a couple of points away from the top spot. They have now gone into chasing down 200 plus totals, they have now won a match after setting a total.
2: It's almost like they've changed positions with Rajasthan Royals in terms of, sorry to use the word, but momentum.
0: That's ok, that's ok. <laughs> it's not a word I use but everybody else can use it. No, so was it wrong to even think that Mumbai can't turn it around because people had written them off, let's say, three matches in with Surya's bad form, with the fact that Jofra wasn't starting often, with the fact that their bowling lineup wasn't that experienced and now they're two wins away from potentially topping it all.
2: And to add to that, Rohit Sharma had been scoring in single digit scores mm-hmm. and Tilak Varma has not played for more than 10 days now which is three or four odd games. One is your captain, your opening batsman, and uh, the other was an important player, not an established player, but a really promising player among the uh, middle order and finishing batsmen. And their bowling attack is not as experienced as some of the others. Yet, the batting has kind of more than made up. They've done most of this Mm -hmm. at their home Mm ground, one Mm kidding. And if they make it to the playoffs, which looks likely right now,
1: Let's, Those let's hold that horse in the, in the stable for everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Those matches are going to be in Chennai and Ahmedabad. Mm-hmm. How do you see Mumbai performing there? Or having to change their approach, if at all they should?
1: Chennai has been an interesting ground. And, and all of this is predicated on them making the playoffs. So don't jump on the podcast and kill any of us. <laughs> And same with Rajasthan, we don't know where they are as we sit here today, where they'll end up, right? Yeah, the Wankedi has been phenomenal, and Mumbai have been a phenomenal story. Uh, again, the backbone of your, your bowling lineup was supposed to be Joffre and, and Jaspreet. And I, I thought when the two of them played together, you wonder where people are going to get runs from. And then Tim David is new to the IPL, new to international cricket, newish. Stubbs, very new. Um, Cam Green, very new. To the IPL. We, we didn't, I didn't know. I really did not know. Um, and then Rohit lost form. So I give them great credit. And if they get to that playoffs, I think they're good enough with the bowling starting to come together, starting. Uh, Katikia Pius Chawla is a big surprise. Yeah. Best returnee of the season for me. Um, I think Rohit is, is starting to get a better feel for himself. So I think it'll take some adapting at Chennai. But we've also seen earlier, before that last game at Chennai, runs flowing. Donny was complaining, it, he wasn't complaining, but stating it wasn't the typical Chennai dragging pitch. So I think the BCCI would want a pitch in keeping with how the tournament has gone so far. And if we get some high-scoring ones, I, I think Mumbai should, by then, if they get to the playoffs, be able to cope. I really, I really do feel that way. Um, especially if Chris Jordan can find his footing, Madwell seems to be, that surprised me, his spell the other day, and then you've got a couple of other guys starting to catch on. So I think they'll be competitive, I really
0: It's Mumbai's core that has surprised me, and they usually make these really… The core? The new core that Mumbai right. have. Right? They, right? they make these long-term bets. They had Krunal Pandya, Pollard and Hatik Pandya Maldit, a, yeah. a couple of years ago, and now it's uh, they're making a bet on Karthikeya, Basmitik Shokeen and uh, Tim David, right? And how is it that they're able to scout players? This is like a tournament where you're not even allowed to scout per se, right? You need to figure out who your players are, but you also need to bid for them in the auction and you need to make sure people don't see your cards and figure out, oh, uh, that's a potential player that I can nick off you. So how does Mumbai manage to figure out that there's quality in like, these three players and stick with them? They weren't that great last year. To
2: add to that list, I'll also take Nehal Wadhera's name. Because David is an established T20 name and uh, Green is one of the most promising names going around in international cricket right now. And they spent almost 25 crores on them together, which was not a surprise. Many teams were going after, many franchises were going after them in the auction. But Nehal Wadhera is someone nobody had probably heard of. Some franchises would have, but an average fan certainly had not heard of. And they bought him for 20 lakh rupees. Mm -hmm. He had not played a professional T20 game before this not for his state side mm-hmm. or anywhere. They gave him a T20 debut and that day when uh, they were playing against, when Mumbai were playing against RCV and Surya Kumar played yet another <laughs> of his uh, <laughs> extraordinary knocks, before the century. Uh, I think you only said on on our show that Vadera uh, was matching him mm-hmm. uh, shot by shot mm-hmm. and in terms of temperament as well. Mm-hmm. He was right up there. Mm-hmm. The kind of promise he has shown is again is something Mumbai Indians will be extremely proud of in terms of their, their scouting talent.
1: Yeah, when you've got that that wealth, it gives you an advantage if you channel that wealth in the right direction. And what do I mean by that? By hiring the right people. Because as a cricket selector, I find people think that like all a selector has to do is sit on Cricket Info, go through the Cricket Info <laughs> database, who's the top two opening batsmen, pick them. Who's the top middle order guys, pick them. But no, there, there's something of an eye for talent, seeing what a player could be. Neal Rodera, he got that 570-odd in an interstate game in Punjab, right? And then he got a century and they bought 200 in, a, in the next Ranji Trophy game. So somebody was there seeing something. Similarly, go back to Jasprit Bumrah and John Wright and those guys who see it. So they've obviously got people with critical eyes who, who can use their eye test to pick talent. Uh, who knows what Stubbs and Brevis will turn out to be, but they, they had a slightly higher profile. So I like that. Um, five championships says a lot. Um, so they, they're doing a lot right. So they've got the financial clout, but they have been challenging it in the IPL in the right direction to the point where Mumbai Indians fans, of which I'm one, um, see, they get spoiled. A bad run, and they feel like the world has ended. There's no tomorrow. And you, you can't complain with five championships.
0: Like we know that Joffre Acha has been asked to come back to England, mm-hmm. uh, given his injury to continue treatment. Um, as an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. he has a very classical action. Looking at him, it doesn't uh, come across to me that he's someone who would have a long-term injury, just by the way he bowls and the way he approaches his game. When you look at Bumrah, I could tell, just by me looking at him, not, I'm not a cricketer, but Bumrah is someone who was possibly prone to injury or someone who had to manage his body a little more. Uh, you look at Pathirana and like I feel like my shoulder will get dislocated looking at him bowling. <laughs> it probably would. Right? So, uh, how does a bowler approach his action? Firstly, does the action even matter? And what is the jawfare situation per se? If like, It seems like he's got all the ingredients to play really well for a long time, but how does the action play into all of this?
1: It's a science, and I'm not going to sit here as a medical person, right, Michelle? Uh, Before I pass over to you, I'm not a medical person. I think the research into fast bowling continues to evolve. Um, The human body, when God sat down and he said, let us make man in our image and likeness, I don't know if he was thinking fast bowling when he formed the human being. It's not a natural act. So it will put strain on the body with the best of actions. There was a period, I don't know how far back to the ashes we have to go when... Jofra was over bowled. Well, I sat there watching it, and I'm thinking, "What madness is this that you're going to give this guy over after over?" So "I'm sorry to use this statement. I don't. I don't know how else to say. It. You're killing the goose that lays the golden egg for you." And fast bowling is hard enough without. I I know, bad back, stress, two stress factors and all of that. So it's a good action. I wake up in the morning. I've said this to cricket info before that if I hear Jofra Archer's bowling. I snap out of my sleep because I love the athleticism of the run-up, the high action, poetry in motion. But once he got overbold and sustained from stress workload, those little injuries, it's always going to be hard, no matter how good the action is. Jaspreet is a little bit more unorthodox. We still have to wait and see what Patti Rana turns out to be. I hope he stays here because Lassif Malinga mostly was able to go for a while. But any fast bowler with to salt, if he plays all these formats that we have now, is going to pick it up somewhere along the line. So management, workload management, as much as we hate it, strengthening the core, strengthening the body, is going to be key. But do not over bowl him. Do not overbowl bowl them. I personally feel that I would not allow Jafra to think about red ball cricket at least for a while in the next couple of seasons. It's too much.
2: Especially this year with the ODI World Cup coming up
1: and if he's gonna be ready for that. Because when you're coming back from injury, one, there are a couple of things that I experienced, and I'm not every man with my stress fracture. I had to try to change my action, I changed it. And then it didn't work out because I lost my coordination. And then when I tried to revert to the original action, I forgot what that was. So I was in the middle of nowhere. Mentally, I took a while, can I bowl quick? Can I really push my body to its fullest workload? Once I got over that, the physical trauma that you've been through it's like the body just can't click into the gear as often as you would want again. So I, my heart goes out to Jofra. I love Jofra, and I hope he gets back to being that guy. But he has to be very carefully managed. I don't know that World Cup later this year. I hope he gets there. It will yeah. be richer for
2: him. As a fan, and like Bish said, if Jofra Archer is bowling, why wouldn't you watch that? Yeah. And the biggest fear is that with the Ashes coming up, And the ODI World Cup coming up, if he misses even one of those, Mm. it'll be so disheartening Mm. to see as a fan. And obviously, while feeling, sympathizing with him, that he has to sit out of yet another tournament. He's just come back from from such a long layoff. I think it was the SA20 when he started bowling again. And it's just been three, four months since then.
1: So what does, that, what does that tell you, though, Vishal, if I may ask Vishal a question? He had a stress factor at the back as well. I think he was rehabbing in Barbados and stuff in addition to the elbow injuries. So he's come back, played a few international games, SA20, a couple more international games, white ball cricket, elbow started up again, and you're bowling four overs and ten overs. If you have to start bowling 18 overs a day, sorry, but love Joffro want to see him play for another 7 or 8 years. Red ball cricket is hard, man. I love test match cricket. But I'm thinking of the guy. That's hard. 18-20 overs a day.
0: You are uh, mirroring what Dhoni had said about Patirana. I think about a week back. Yeah. Where (laughs) uh, he said that Patirana should stay away from red ball cricket. Keep him away from
2: red ball cricket, yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Given his action. Yeah. So, are we looking at if load management is coming into play, right? Uh How much do you take player agency out? Of that say it's you in your prime right? yeah and someone tells you that hey you can't play uh, one test match because you need to take care of your back like how does that work out how much does the board come in and say that hey don't play the ip I need you for the ashes?
1: how how does the player work through all of that that's a different conversation this podcast is going to go on forever because That'll take that, me another <laughs> where cricket is going is a different <laughs> conversation from where we are right now but it's a good question back when i was playing the options were limited. We didn't have that expertise. Uh, and I have no problem. I enjoyed my career for whatever it was. But now, I love test cricket. Let me tell you something. Test cricket, all forms of cricket, love it. So if I have to make a distinction between a guy playing or not playing a format, it's hard. But I want to see Jofra Archer on the park, whatever the game is, I want to see him on the park for another five, six years. And I think right now, with so much cricket, I think it takes someone who's close to him to go up to him and say, I know you want a a legacy, a thinking legacy. You're thinking about the game that you dreamed of when you were a kid. But in order for you to continue securing your financial future even more, you're going to have to make a call, right? at least for the next year or two, and then see what happens after that. And I think if it's someone close to you, 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 you accept it a little bit if you trust them.
0: I'm also an NBA fan, and... Uh, Didn't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> NBA and Rajasthan Royals fan. Uh, no, am I? But uh, too late. <laughs> what The only takeaway I wanted from you, since you also consume mm-hmm. uh, both sports, is the IPL going the NBA way, in a way, right? Uh, given that uh, the IPL is the marquee tournament, uh, it has specific rules, it has specific tech, everything is done to bolster the product. For example, you have timeouts, you have impact subs, you have 11s after the tosses which is kind of similar to how the FIBA works. The NBA is a separate product, it is basketball, but it is not what the World Cup is. So is that where the IPL is going eventually, where you have this marquee tournament that's incredible, but the rules for it are specific just to the IPL and World Cricket will revolve around just the way the FIBA works.
1: I think there are some similarities. The way the NBA is, is, kind of a central point, central focus for so many players. Not every player, but so many players. The IPL is a central focus point for so many players because of the wealth, because of the prestige and stuff. And it has its unique set of rules. Yeah, But every franchise tournament around the world is looking for their own difference maker, their own way to create their own mark on the world. So I think there are some similarities, but certainly the IPL for the talent that it acquires as well because of its wealth. Um, like the NBA is that tournament. It is that tournament. It to is the rest. centerpiece. Yes. I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like to wrap things up, uh, who do you think is going to win the
1: the playoffs? And this is the NBA. Yeah. Or oh, the NBA. Sorry, you're asking me who I think will win, or who do I want to win? Now that you've said it, both. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the Lakers to win. Honestly, I mean, like I was. I met Ray Allen yesterday. And all I remember about Ray is not the Celtics victory, but the Heat when he saved LeBron and asked, helped LeBron win the second, I think it was the second title. So I want the Lakers to win. LeBron's story is just a great one going back home and winning a championship after the Miami Heat. Uh, who do I think will win? I'm worried about the Nuggets. I really am. So I've answered both questions. I want <laughs> Lakers to win, but I'm worried about the Nuggets.
0: All right. I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much Bish uh, for joining us and wish Thank you for being great for counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll see Rajasthan pull it off uh, in, in the coming weeks. So. I hope so. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on another episode of uh, ESPN Cricket First Stump Mike. Thank you.